Guys, nerds, friends, acquaintances, how are you? This is Brooke with the Slutty Scientist, and we're back, baby. And across from me, I'm looking at a 10 right now, maybe a 10 and a half. Wow. And his voice, that might be a 12. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to him. But I'm sitting here across from this man, and he's tall, and he's handsome, and he works out. And he's very alpha, and he's very, 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 very straight, as far as I know. Very straight. Very straight? Very straight. Like, like not even a curve. Nope. 30 years old, very straight. 30 years old and very straight. And the reason that I have this man here today is because we matched on Bumble, and almost instantly we started talking about sex, because... It's you and me. Who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> And what he told me was very peculiar, but I thought that his experience, no, I know that his experience is perfect for this episode of this podcast. So here he is to tell us about his experience on prostate stimulation. Welcome to episode five, The Prostate is the Male G-Spot. Let's go. So guys, we're just going to jump right into it because when I provided these questions to this man, he literally didn't have an answer for me. So I assume that a lot of you have an understanding of what the prostate is, kind of where it is, but not a full picture. Yeah, I definitely didn't. Yeah, which is a little, it's a little scary. So on my Instagram, I will be providing another visual, not (laughs) just a diagram, nothing, nothing crazy. So you guys can get like a picture of actually where it is. But what is a prostate? So the prostate is located about two inches inside the rectum between the rectum and the penis in males, people who were born as a male. So women, you don't have this. There's no prostate. And that's why we call it prostate is the male G-spot because we have a G-spot. They don't have a G-spot, but they have a prostate. Wow. And it does. Even that, news to me. News to you. News to me. So it's part of the male reproductive system, as we could have guessed, and it's located inside the body. The prostate's most important function is the production of fluid that, together with sperm cells from the testicles and fluids from other glands, make up semen. So semen is not just made up of sperm. It's made up of other fluids as well, and part of those fluids come from the prostate. The muscles of the prostate also ensure that semen is forcefully pressed into the urethra and then expelled outwards during ejaculation. So as you know, the urethra is what pee comes out of usually, but the muscles in the prostate contracting provide the pressure needed for um, the semen to come out during ejaculation. And when a man is aroused, the prostate swells so it's easier to feel during arousal. So if you guys want to check out what it feels like, Get aroused first, and then you'll be able to find it a lot easier. So you didn't know any. You didn't know any of the functions of the prostate. No, absolutely not. My the only experience, <laughs> and I think you want to get to this later, is there's a movie 
road trip that came out well before where this guy actually has his prostate milked and that was the only experience as a as a man that i've ever even heard about anything having to do with that and that movie came out in like the early 2000s and when's the first time you saw it how old were you do you know the first i probably saw that movie like early teenage years but it wasn't anything that i had considered you know Whatever. It was just in the movie and it just stuck with me because I know movies well anyway. Right. So again, you heard of the prostate, but you didn't know its function. Didn't know its function. Didn't even know that it wasn't in a a woman's body and that was only in a man's body. No oh, idea. you didn't know the No either. idea. Yeah. That's why you guys get prostate exams. We I don't... couldn't sit in your chair. I'm, I'm not scientific enough to know such information, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, research. But yeah, we don't we don't get prostate exams. I mean, we get pap smears, and that's kind of like our version of a prostate exam, mm-hmm. but we don't we don't get prostate exams because only males have it. I learned so much listening to this show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so the reason that we're, we're sitting here is because I have some experience with the prostate, although I do not have a prostate, and I feel as though it's very important to get this out to the world. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how important it is. However, I definitely know it's some interesting topics that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about and stuff it's like that. It's massively important for men, I think, to start exploring with your prostate, and that is because, like the title stated, it is the male G spot, and it can really enhance your sex life. So, do you want to tell me what your experience is? Yeah, my experience was. It- so paint a picture for us give us a little a pretty little story well i'm 30 years old so i've been sexually active for just about half of my life and as i told you like if some girl which is how this went suggested that we do some sort of play like that you know uh pegging play or anything having to do with that um five years ago i probably wouldn't have been interested you Mm -hmm. know however as I've gotten older, even from the last five years, and like a curiosity and a willingness to even somewhat experiment sexually, I mm. think had to have been present in my dropping of the guard, essentially, to let her do some of these things. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of conversations with, with my boys and stuff, and all of them will admit, but so candidly to like, yeah, like she stuck her finger in my ass. It was cool. Like, it was cool. But they almost feel right away this this desire to have to stop it right there. Right. As if it were more, they couldn't lead on to that. And right. I know that that's kind of... Something you'd like to talk about. Just the stigma that's surrounded right. around this. Absolutely. So you did this with a woman that you had known for a little bit. You were comfortable with her. Very comfortable with her. Though we hadn't had sex yet or anything actually physically like that, mm-hmm. we had been speaking for quite some time to where it was a very comfortable experience. And she did have experience in what in what we did. So, that so do you too. recommend that, that you're comfortable with the person and that they have experience or do you think the experience isn't necessary? Well, I don't think necessarily. I mean, it's not that hard, right? Like the mm. experience of it is is beneficial. Like for me, being a willing man in this situation, um, but never having any experience, her ability to kind of calm me throughout the whole thing. Right. Because as you can imagine, not just the stigma, but there is a lot of things you're feeling that you've never felt before. And mm. for a 29-year-old, which I was at the time, it was it, it was it was as fun as it was and as exciting as it was. It absolutely felt like undiscovered territory. So oh, to have boy. someone who had experience, so you were Columbus, you were experiencing new land here. That's exactly how I felt. <laughs> you were claiming territory, <laughs> or she was in that matter. But yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, you were the Native American. Yeah. You were the Amer- American Indian. Experience is <laughs> definitely suggested, in my opinion, because it mm-hmm. was mine. Yeah. It was my experience to have done this with someone who had experience in doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, we mentioned that the prostate is located inside the body. So the reason why he's saying that somebody with experience is kind of important is because the main way to access and stimulate the prostate is through the anus. And that's also why it's stigmatized because, you know, a lot of times we talk about like anal penetration being only for homosexuals and at least in males. And that isn't the case and does not have to be the case you know you're homosexual if you like having sex with men and you're a man and that is the definition of homosexuality so getting something inside of your anus is not what makes you a homosexual and (laughs) like that's that's the biggest thing to get over and people are like really freaked out by it but you know, in my experience, I feel like guys are, like, so willing to, like, you know, fuck a girl in the ass, but then they're not, like, willing to get something in their own butt. I think, yeah, and a lot of that is probably the discomfort, right? Like, right. it's not the most upfront comfortable thing to experience. Right, but-, but it's absolutely ridiculous because we don't even have a prostate and I know how good it feels. Right. You know? But did it right away for you? First time you ever tried it? No. Okay. And so I think that's thing. and I think that that is really important to state because the first time I did it, the person I did it with had no experience. There we go. We're back to the experience. Right. right? And so that's why I kind of asked you that question because mm-hmm. I personally think it is very, very important if you're going to do anal play, whether you're a man or you're a woman, you do it either by yourself or with a partner who knows what they're doing or is very, very willing to listen to your needs. Right. Like, very willing to listen to your needs. Because, you know, you can't treat the asshole like you treat the vagina. The vagina is elastic. It's meant to have a baby pushed out of it. But the asshole is not. It's There's a sphincter muscle. You need to really be relaxed. You need to really be aroused. And you need to have somebody who knows what they're doing. Or else it can hurt. And that can really turn you off. And I think a lot of females have the experience of it hurting a lot and so that's why they're unwilling to do it and that's okay and i get it because my first experience was painful right i would agree i definitely think that for girls that could scar right my second third and fourth experiences were painful but then finally i found someone who knew that what they were doing and i'm like quick side note like no this man didn't have a small dick his dick was like the size of my wrist it was actually huge but because he knew what he was doing it felt really good, and I came, like, three times in a row. Right. But, and I came three times in a row, and I don't have a prostate. So, what does a prostate orgasm feel like in your experience? It was definitely the most intense I've ever had. Okay. For sure. Mm. Um, we had done this, this woman and I, a handful of times, right? But back to the experience part, it... Towards the last few times that we were doing it, the toy in which we were using was certainly a lot larger than the first one we ever mm. used. So it, it very much helped in that regard. Mm-hmm. But if any dudes listening can just think of the biggest pressure buildup you've ever experienced, it was that. Mm-hmm. It was very much that. Every time, and it was a few different times again, but it was also in a few different positions that mm. I was in. 
um, once on my back, once my hands and knees. And, you know, it, it's, it was incredible as far as the, oh, like when you're done, you just feel <laughs> like afterwards, you just want to like, just not move. And it, you ever just, when a woman has yes. an incredibly intense orgasm, mm-hmm. like I think as men, we're always kind of curious about how that feels, mm-hmm. you know? And yep. that is, I feel like to me, one of the closest experiences I could imagine having. I'm sure. Yeah. Once I'm done coming like you know caller daddy talks about the post not clarity a lot but i definitely have a post not clarity where i just want to lay there and like not talk to you for like five minutes yeah there's different levels to orgasms right like depending on how much time Mm -hmm. in between your most recent one and stuff but it always looks like whether it's from porn or your personal experience like you see women seem to have orgasms harder Mm -hmm. than men most of the time right? right like dudes we scream louder and sometimes someone will mistake that for being a we came harder type of an orgasm but sometimes it just feels exactly the same right Right. it's just the satisfaction build up and that's it right but when i had this done it Mm -hmm. you know it it definitely was something i almost felt coarse throughout my entire body oh intense intense male g-spot is is a very accurate depiction Mm -hmm. of how it felt so it was unlike any orgasm you've ever had safe to say absolutely okay so in my reading, what I found is that P-spot orgasms are said to feel similar to penile orgasms, but way more intense and felt through the entire body, which is kind of what you just right, said. exactly. Um, there are reports of people having super orgasms, which are a stream of fast, continuous orgasms that cause the body to shudder. Not everyone ejaculates during a prostate orgasm, but some release a dribble of milky fluid from the urethra and so that's why they call it milking because if you start to stimulate the prostate the the fluid without the semen can start to dribble out of the penis so it's like it's like pre-semen fluid Mm. but it's just like a white milky fluid and it'll just start to come out of the penis and that's why they call it milking Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the orgasm but before the orgasm like you can have this experience and this thing happen Mm. Mm. It was in, it was incredible and intense. That I can definitely attest to. He's smiling over there. He loved it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so stimulating the prostate, however, can feel like you need to urinate. And this is because the prostate sits directly under the bladder. So when you're stimulating it or like putting pressure on it, you are putting pressure on the bladder in turn. So it can feel like you have to urinate. Did you feel like that? I did actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I didn't know if this was because there was something completely unfamiliar to me happening in Mm -hmm. a very sensitive area. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it goes back to that trusting my partner thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like if the worst had happened or anything where I started to piss all over the bed we were on, like I wouldn't have felt judged, embarrassed or anything Mm -hmm. about that, you know, which again, goes back to the comfort part. But I do. I do remember it feeling. But then again, I also remember there's something in my asshole. So like I expect that it's not going to necessarily feel like the most familiar feeling. Right. So you can also feel like you're about to defecate when you have something. Right. When Mm -hmm. you're about to get something pulled out of your ass. I mean, it's the same motion. So that's why it feels like it. So, I mean, if you feel like you need to pee or you feel like you need to poop, I mean, both of those are really normal sensations because biologically what's happening to you. Right. Thank God it didn't. (laughs) <laughs> thank god it didn't but i've had it happen and you know what shit happens oh god there it is we've been making puns this whole time and there's the best one shit happens guys <laughs> it just fucking happens all right so how can you stim- stimulate the prostate so i have good news for you people who 
you men who are afraid to put something in your butt. Understandably you, so. Understandably so. You can stimulate your prostate by just applying pressure to the perineum, which is also known as your taint. So if you're sitting there and you're jacking off and you apply, apply pressure to your taint, whether it's with your finger, whether it's with a toy, you can reach the prostate. It's not going to be as direct as it would be if you had something anally stimulating it but you can still feel it and so you can start to understand like what that feels like until you get more comfortable but then of course the other way to stimulate your prostate is through the rectum and that's how i chose the right <laughs> that's, that's kind of what i recommend because you know you really get you really get the full picture mm. i have a friend who is gay and who like refused to catch catch gotcha um and he she just did a quotations thing for oh yeah people. i did i did a quote <laughs> thing so he understood what i was talking about um but he one day in the shower decided that he was just going to play with himself and so he did it in a comfortable environment and he used his fingers and he started to feel it and he was like whoa this is actually amazing and so you know if you're if you're kind of worried about it i mean just like do it by yourself first yeah, I guess like doing it by yourself would definitely allow you to feel comfortable. I can't imagine doing it when I jerk off, you know, like right. I don't know if that's maybe because I, I, I it was something that I, I don't want to say shared with this person. Like it was this incredibly special moment necessarily, but it was just we didn't do it very, you know, we didn't do it very often Though mm -hmm. we were having sex frequently. Um, I have had lots of sex since. And have not done it again. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back again to the comfort with that person. Right. But um, it's just for me personally, it was just something like special occasion type of thing. You uh -huh. know? But and, and we talked about this earlier briefly before we jumped on. Like it almost was like we were like preparing for it throughout the day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, you're going to have sex at night. Yeah. And you'll sometimes with your partner, you'll discuss like what you want to do. Right. Like I had to almost feel like I was just going to get kind of mentally ready. And that's not just because there's that happening right mm -hmm. there's like some pegging that's happening that's because like i'm used to being this dominant alpha dominant mm -hmm. man and then here i am being which is probably one of the more freeing parts of it mm -hmm. was that i genuinely went from like you said i'm this you know i'm this big dude right i mm -hmm. work out i'm six foot three like i'm a, I'm a tall man this girl has made me feel like i was completely at her mercy you right. know what i mean comfortably right but i found um so you needed to be in a completely different headspace I did. So Absolutely. for you, this like goes beyond just like the act, but you needed to be like psychologically ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I listen, I enjoy like rougher sex, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when you go from kind of having sex in a way that I am used to having sex, so therefore just kind of submitting to, to this, it, mm -hmm. it was just almost too much of a radical switch in the act. Right. Whereas if we went into this with more like the, no, you're not getting to that level on the contrary, like I am, mm -hmm. you know, from her perspective. Mm -hmm. I did. I had to necessarily kind of get myself mentally, mentally ready and able for this. You know? Right. Which perfectly, perfectly transitions into my next point, which is how to get ready for anal penetration. It is it is a it is a process. And like you said, it can be very psychological, especially for a man, because you a lot of men are the dominant ones and you do kind of have to go to a more submissive role and let your partner take the lead. But also like physically you need to get ready for it too. Like I said earlier, the anus is not 
like a vagina. It is not really meant to stretch that far. And so it has to be done very delicately because it can tear very, very easily. So a couple things that you can do. I mean, like if you're concerned about the poop factor, take a nice shower, make sure you're extra squeaky clean down there. For me, it just, like I said, it just happens sometimes and I'm not like really super concerned about it. And like, honestly, if like somebody's going into your ass, I don't think they really should be concerned about it either. If that's one of your concerns before you go in someone's ass, what the hell are you doing around there? Right. You should, you really shouldn't be. But I mean, eating <laughs> ass is like a whole me. thing now. That happened so. to me one time where a girl did a little bit on me and it was, again, someone I was like close with and stuff to where it was just like, all right, let's just, you know, go in the shower. It was yeah. what it was. But I definitely understand the. The reluctancy for that to possibly right. happen, but you know, it's yeah. an occupational hazard. It is an occupational hazard, right there, you know? <laughs> but it's worth it. I mean, I think I think the payoff is definitely worth it. Another thing is that like you need to be really, really, really relaxed. Like if you are the one receiving this, and if you're the one giving it, you need to make sure your, your partner is super, super relaxed because again, it's a muscle. So if they're tense and they're worried and they're not relaxed, it's going to be really tight and it's going to hurt when you put anything in there. So your partner or you needs to be super relaxed and there needs to be a lot of arousal and there needs to be a lot of stimulation before anything even penetrates. So things that you can do you can just massage the outside of the asshole. You can lick the outside of the asshole. You can eat it out. Something, if I know I'm about to get fucked in the ass, like I, <laughs> wow, <laughs> sorry. I was just, I went from like a really serious tone to like a really not serious tone you and I kind of made it's myself cool. laugh. Um, <laughs> if I'm about to get fucked in the ass, I have a butt plug that I put in beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting my ass stimulated before it even happens and so yeah, it's you're kind already of, kind of used to the feeling and the sensation yeah so. and you're kind of like opening up your asshole a little mm-hmm. bit you're getting it again like, when she when when this particular person did it to me like the tool she used was honestly in the beginning probably no bigger than like my index finger mm-hmm. you know? yeah there's like tiny vibrators that you can use you can use your finger so i would you just start really slow and you honestly you don't do this for like a minute or two like you have to do this for like 10 minutes make sure your partner's comfortable you know, start with the massaging on the outside, start with the licking and then move to like putting something small in there, like a tiny vibrator, like your finger, and then just start to massage. And there's like different ways that you can massage. So where the prostate is located, it's kind of located on the top. So if you're, if they're on their back and you put like a finger in, you do like a come hither motion. So it's like up towards the top. And so that's where the prostate is. You could do like circular motions. You can, you know, you can apply different pressures. You can even add like a vibrator in there with like a little bit of vibration if it's like a tiny one. And then you start to figure out like how you like it, how your partner likes it. And just make sure that, you know, you guys are communicating throughout the whole process. Or if you're doing it by yourself, like you're just trying different things. You can do different depths. Once you have done a lot of anal foreplay, that is when you can start with something bigger. With the pegging. Whether it's more fingers you can you can you know start adding more fingers you you can add a bigger toy you can you know use a strap on you can use a dildo you can do whatever you want and like just ultimately like the point I want to make is that you work your way up to it very slowly and very cautiously you don't want to just like do it in the heat of the moment because you're going to have a bad experience. And ultimately, like, this is why I had these bad experiences is just because they were like, can I fuck you in the ass? And I'm like, but it's funny because like what you just talked about, 
even that right there kind of goes against like the male role in sex oftentimes right, right? like it's so joked upon mm-hmm. now that like guys just want to get in get off and like go to bed and stuff like right. that right well it's so, not a joke it's real life unfortunately for some <laughs> but so that's the thing right like if you're back to doing especially like partners listening to this like and it's something that you guys have only maybe hinted about with you or your friends and stuff like that like dude if you have an ongoing partner where you can do this with like yo fucking try it because a you already have comfort together but b because you don't have to necessarily try and get to no pun intended the finish line like on the first time that you try it Mm -hmm. right and you know for this partner that i had doing this um you know we did gradually work up to like a bigger toy like an actual dildo you know it wasn't fucking huge it wasn't a strap on there wasn't like that type of stuff necessarily Mm -hmm. but that's just because it kind of abruptly came to an end like who's to say that it wouldn't have gotten there right but yeah it's definitely like a gradual process and again like for me one of the coolest parts about it was becoming a sub Mm. you know and i guess that speaks more to like what i like in sex not Mm -hmm. just in this you know but like i am i'm this i'm this guy like where i like being little spoon you know what i mean like i don't know maybe it's a it's a complex or whatever i would backpack the fuck out of you that's what i'm saying i like being (laughs) little spoon you know like after however i just had sex with someone like yo like let me roll over and not to be like cold to you but like you know what i mean like legit you wrap me up and make my six foot three ass feel like i'm five foot one you know i don't know it's like part that i've always liked Mm -hmm. you know and then now having experienced this with her right again gradually but Mm -hmm. nevertheless like the ultimate feeling of being submissive clearly would be like getting on your hands and knees you know and and just honestly feeling i've never felt as exposed i obviously i've never felt as exposed never felt more trusting and at the same time like at my orgasm, never felt better at that part either, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely like a comfort thing, like being the submissive one, like being the little spoon. Like, there's a lot of like comfort and safety in it, and like I really like that feeling. So I can imagine why a man would like that feeling. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you know you like to be the one that's like the protector, and I can imagine why it's just as nice vice versa i I always feel bad for people who say that their sex life is always the same thing even if it's with mm -hmm. the same person Mm -hmm. right because then you ultimately just get like trained to just act in that role right right and uh I don't know, like even if you do have the same sexual partner, you're married, you're together forever, or you just have one person that you always just go to for that, just being able to like be in different roles and stuff together, it just completely makes sex that much better in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I also am kind of a switch. I've had partners where I've been the submissive one and I've had partners where I've been the dominant one and it's it's a completely different experience and it's a completely different feeling and they're both... I mean, I think for the most part, I like being the submissive one, but every once in a while, being like switching it up and being the dominant one, that's fun. That's fucking powerful. Right. right. You know, I and agree. it's just I, a completely I different experience. Always prefer to be the dominant one, except in these situations, you know, and stuff like that. Um, right. And again, like everything that we've talked about, we just continue to kind of beat around this, uh, this issue of just like ego and mm-hmm. stigma and mm-hmm. stuff like that right you know right. so uh, a guy could maybe even admit to as i said like having a girl put a finger in his ass and it was enjoyable mm-hmm. and yet to some men like the idea that two would feel even better never even crosses their mind right right yeah and it's just i don't know i mean i had a couple of conversations with uh with a few people and i told you i wanted to be anonymous on this not because i was ashamed or embarrassed but because this is personal you mm-hmm. know it's a, it's a personal thing that i enjoy you and i are friends so that's fine that we discuss it ironically on a platform that's going to be heard by many others right yet it is still personal to me but it's something i wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. it's important as well right. so that's the only reason i'm, I'm going to maintain my anonymity in all of this but i talked to a lot of girls 
before I started this today. You know, we had this. He did some for, research. Yeah, I did some research. He and, trolled through Tinder to talk to these women to see what they I, thought about all I of asked, this. And I asked a couple of them, like, what, what they thought about the fact that I was going to do this podcast. And um, they, it was not, I guess, surprising at all that women were much more in support of, like, sexual exploration is healthy. Like, that's cool that you like that. This mm-hmm. and that type of conversations, right? Like, but. I only told like a couple of my boys just because they're my friends and I knew that they wouldn't say anything or really care. Right. But if we sampled a lot more men, like let's face it, we'd probably know what the reaction would be to that. You exactly. Know? And they're the ones missing out as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I also just want to make it very clear that like, you know, you like going into that submissive role, but you don't need men. You don't need to go into a submissive role in order right. to do anal play. Definitely. Like, I've had men where they will lay on their back, bring their knees to, like, their chest, and I'll be, like, sucking their dick, and they'll, like, put my head down there, and then they'll, like, hold my head, like, really close to their ass, like, while I'm eating their ass, mm-hmm. and that and that's, like, a dominant thing, you know yeah. what I mean? They're telling me what to do, and so, or they'll be, like, put a finger in it and jerk me off, or, like, you know, right. you can still be the dominant role and having these things done to you, or you can have a butt plug in while you're fucking her. I mean, right. if you put a weighted butt plug in while you're fucking this girl doggy, every time you move, yeah, that weight crazy. is going to jiggle around. Oh my god, yeah, and you're simulating yeah. your prostate that way. Right. Yeah, like it doesn't even need to be your partner doing it to you. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, look, man, it's sex. Like it's sex. There's not one right way. Consensual sex amongst adults is the only real rules that matter, right? right. Like after that, it's whatever you like, you know, and especially especially if you got a partner willing to experiment or especially if uh you have a partner that you're at least comfortable discussing your desire to experiment, mm-hmm. like the only person who's getting hurt by not experimenting is you. Man, right. For real. Right. And, you know, I asked someone like recently, like, oh, do you like to get your prostate simulated? And he's like, absolutely not. I already like, you know, do so much coming and da da da. And I'm like, but why would you not want to enhance your orgasms? Why would you not want to have a different type of orgasm? That's also you and I, though, who are these very I don't know. People. I just feel like it's like logical. Like if I can have a better orgasm, why would I fucking not? There are definitely few things in the world that are better than an orgasm for sure. Right. So if you're telling me so that, you, uh, you can that it could be better. Yeah. And I think that probably was how this came up. Like mm-hmm. it had to be partly my willingness to experiment. As mm-hmm. I said, as I've Absolutely. gotten older, you know, um, um, and it should be that way, right? right. Like if you're I mean, thirty consent, years old, hello. right? If you're thirty years old in the way that in the way that I am in a hypersexual way, as I know you are as well. Like if I'm jerking off to the same porn at thirty than I was at at eighteen, nineteen, like there's something you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm boring, mm-hmm. right? At least to myself, and that's right. really all that this matters. Like however you feel personally is all that matters here. Yeah. Um, but just as like styles of sex that I have, right? Mm-hmm. Like porn that I watch, mm-hmm. things I'll discuss with girls and stuff like that, right? Like. It's all evolved, you know, and uh, this was definitely one of those things that she told me like, oh, you really enjoy sex. I can tell by your sex drive. I'm like, yeah. She goes, have you ever tried having anything put in your ass? And I'm like, well, no, but tell me more. Is that that (laughs) how the conversation went? Um, again, we were friends for a long time, so right. it probably did sound. It did definitely did not start as, as <laughs> abruptly as ours did, you know, with the, with the world oh, yeah, of the, ours the right was swipe. Abrupt. But um, yeah, no, it probably was something like that, right. you know. Just uh, and again, she had experience. She made me feel like if we were to do this, it wasn't like we were both experiencing it for the first time, which mm-hmm. wouldn't have been comfortable. Yeah, as comfortable. Right. So if you are a partner to a man. And this man comes to you and says, like, I want to start experiencing this kind of thing. I mean, like, 
make them comfortable because like also you know this is this is an uncomfortable and stigmatized topic for men and so it's really your role to make your partner as comfortable as possible when they tell you that they want to do this so that they're not uncomfortable I think that that is like really super important and like one of the things you said to me when we were chatting about this is like oh you make me very comfortable talking about this because you were like a little bit hesitant to like tell me and i was like oh that's like super normal and that's my stigma right Right. that's me that's me uh buying into the stigma right and you were like super hesitant i was like oh that's not weird at all like that's super normal and so you opened up to me more about it and now we're here right and and it's important to say like the dude like you know listening to this right now who knows that his girl would respond in a positive way to this like Bro, you don't have to come on to the podcast and share your experiences, (laughs) right? Like we're talking about comfort. Like let's face it, like one of the most important cornerstones of any healthy relationship is to be able to be comfortable with each other. Yeah, and communication. So if you've already communicate well and you already know that you're comfortable, like you have nothing to lose in saying I'd maybe like to experiment with this. Here's the thing. Like if you don't like it, you didn't lose anything. Mm -mm. If you love it, you don't have to come on to the Slutty Scientist podcast and talk (laughs) about it like I was a little willing to do. Or maybe you do. Anonymously then again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, I just think it's really important, like, as a partner, like, support your partner. and In everything, not just in anything. Right. <laughs> and, like, if you're a guy and, like, you are interested in, about this, I really encourage you to start exploring by yourself if you don't have a partner and if you do talk to your partner about exploring. Because ultimately, this is most likely, I mean, if you think about it on a biological level, this is going to enhance your sex life. Yeah. yeah. It is. You're definitely not going to experience it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say you're not going to regret it because I'm not you, but I mean, it's definitely as far as like if it's all done properly, which Brooke just kind of literally gave us the lowdown. And, mm-hmm. you know, even that, like there's a willingness to like just be comfortable enough with a partner to go right. into a bedroom and be like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. Dude, we have Google. We have all these things mm-hmm. that we could feel at least a little more comfortable about doing something like this. With, right. You know, and like you said, you know, with your with your one friend, like the shower is a good place to experiment oh, with, yeah, with, the shower. with your girl on stuff like this. You oh, know, and like, something I didn't mention, lube is top priority in this. See, I didn't you have sh- lube. You didn't have lube? Mm-hmm. No. <gasps> no. All right. A, like so much spit that you don't know what to do with and or lube. Like yeah, I, I, I think it's super important to be using lubrication and like I think that it should be like a nasty amount of lubrication. Like there should be so much. It should be on the butt. It should be in the butt. It should be on the toy. It should be everywhere. I couldn't help but wonder if maybe that would have even made it better. It would have. Probably. Probably because your your butt does not naturally lubricate itself. The relaxation aspect of it though is huge. You yeah. actually talked about that. I listened to the, the last relax- episode yesterday mm-hmm. when you said how when you're not relaxed, like, you know, a, a, a vagina doesn't get as wet or it right. doesn't get as hard. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, right? 100%. So, I mean, when you're out put something in a, in a in a cavity in your body that doesn't go in right it's right. all the more all the more reason to have to be relaxed yeah time, you know so when i had that experience with anal that i absolutely loved and i think about to this day and sometimes i text him and i'm like yeah you're still my fave but <laughs> um what happened was like i was on top and like for a while he like rubbed my back and he like put like a disgusting like just to like relax me you know Mm. what I mean I was like laying on top of him he relaxed me by like rubbing my back and he was like it's all right like you're okay like everything's cool like Mm. we're just you know if you don't like it, you can tell me to stop like everything's great that's important yeah and he like talked to me and he like really just like calmed me down because I was really amped up and um you know he 
use like a crazy amount of lube on his dick. He put it on his fingers. He put it in my butt. Like all while on his back. All while on wow. his back. He's oh my god. Talented, he was he was man. talented. talented man. And not his first time. <laughs> there's also there's also lube shooters that you can use to get it in your butt. See, I learned so much on this show. Yeah, you can get lube shooters, and it's kind of almost like a tampon. You like put it in there, and you like push it, and the lube comes out, and Jesus. then to the inside of your rectum is like lubricated. I never even use lube as the man in a man on woman right. play. Never use lube. Oh, you need Mm-mm. to. I'm, I'm, I you would. absolutely need to. I would. I do have an anal lube, and it kind of like numbs it, and I don't like that because I want to be able to feel if it's like tearing or not right. but yeah a ton of lube and you know make your partner comfortable and go slow and that's just that's just it have you I ever mean, had one, have you ever had it slip no you never had it slip oh my god no I've had that happen that like bad. where I was having sex with a girl and it was just either hard or quick or mm. whatever or that wet mm. and like came out of one hole and mm. unintentionally went into the other and mm. again as wet as it was, without the expectation of this is about to happen, it was a completely different reaction. Not that I expected, but then when we would actually plan to to have anal sex, and right. uh, yeah, there's no coming back for that. There's like no that, that back not only that. will kill a mood quick. Yeah, yeah, that happened. No, Mm-mm. no, no. That's a, that's a big <laughs> no because you're just not ready for that. You're not ready. For you that. need to be ready for it. Right. You need to know what's going down again, mentally as importantly as as the physical preparedness. Yeah. So yeah? I just I just want to I just want to reiterate, you cannot just go right into it. No, you can't just go right into it. Whether you're the most manliest man or not, you are not ready to just necessarily. Have no, a, but even have if it's a guy, even if it's a, a man a fucking yeah. a woman, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like in the moment, be like, "Let me fuck your ass." Like you can't do it. So stop, men, stop trying to do it. And I'm yeah, sorry, you gotta ease into that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm calling you out, but like there are so many women that have had so many bad experiences because like that. That's is their first what, experience, right? Because that's what yeah. they think. It's just as as I need to tell you men that like that is not how to do it. That is not how to do it. Stop doing it yeah, like that. Yeah. Please. If you're please. looking to be rough and dominant and you have a you have a woman that tells you that she likes when a man takes charge, like I can promise you, bro, if there's one thing she doesn't want you to just do, she may just want you to put your hand on her throat. She may just want you to pull her hair back. She definitely does not want you to just do that. So right. if you are, as Brooke's and saying, even like, if you're like even if you're that. like, Can I fuck you in the ass? And she says yes, don't just stick your dick in there. You no. have to take your time. Yeah. So I want everyone listening to this. Stop. Just stop it. Please just stop. Abrupt stop. <laughs> no, just like you need, you really need to just stop with this idea that you can just have anal. You can't. Yeah. It needs to be a a process. Yeah, what they don't show on the anal porn that you may be watching was how much preparation went before oh, the camera started Oh, there's so right? much preparation. Not and you, just with the I just want and stuff like that. Right. But, uh, I just need yeah. everybody to get out of their mind that you can just have anal. You can't. Nah. It's a process. Yeah. And it's so worth it. It is yeah. so worth it. I think you and I can both agree that anal penetration is amazing. I have really hard orgasms from anal penetration. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, don't uh, prostate. Have a prostate. That orgasm that I had with that man the first time that I got fucked in the ass successfully to this day is one of the best orgasms right. I've ever had. Yeah, ditto. And sure. that's just it. So I really encourage everyone... If you're comfortable, start playing with yourself. Start talking to your partner about it because this can change your sex game. Yeah. Changes the whole game. Definitely. And, you know, if you're worried about 
the mess. Also, you can use an enema, and that's use an enema. If you're a girl and you're really self conscious about this, you can use an enema, and pretty much what it is is you just like shoot water up your butt, you like leave it in there for a minute, and then you like poop it out, and then like any of like the feces that is in your colon at that time like will come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just, that's just, is what it is. It was cool. It was a fun experience. I definitely don't regret it. Will absolutely, hopefully do it again. But yeah, just that willingness to do something that's a little outside of your norm, you right. know, could be a really freeing experience too. Right. And surprisingly, something I actually didn't know before doing the research is that there are benefits of prostate oh, the health stimulation. Benefits. You were so there pumped up about the health, health benefits. benefits of prostate stimulation. Yeah, I'm so hype about it because that's just another reason to do it. That's the cherry on top. That's the cherry on top. Yeah. So some of these benefits, it can help improve erectile dysfunction, which is actually very common. And there will eventually be an episode about erectile dysfunction. I'm not going to be on that one. <laughs> Though not as common as it once was, prostate stimulation is still sometimes used to treat ED. It can be used on its own or alongside other ED treatments, including medication and pumps. So it helps with erectile dysfunction. It can improve your urine flow because prostate swelling can put pressure on the urethra and interfere with urine flow. A prostate massage can help relieve some of the swelling to allow better urine flow. So like I said, it's right next to the bladder. So it it can come into contact with like the way that you pee and whatever. It can help alleviate painful ejaculation. So fluid blockages in the reproductive system can cause pain during ejaculation. Prostate massage can sometimes help eliminate blockages. What? Mm. So cool. It may help prevent or even treat prostatitis. So a massage used used to be the primary treatment for prostatitis, which is a painful inflammation of the prostate. Antibiotics have since taken its place, though some people may still use it to relieve symptoms. So if your prostate is painfully inflamed, a prostate massage can really help this, along with antibiotics, because there's probably some sort of bacterial infection. <laughs> and then finally, it may help relieve benign prostatic hyperplasia or BHP symptoms. So BHP is an enlargement of the prostate that becomes more common with age. And one 2009 review found that using a prostate massager relieved lower urinary tract symptoms of BHP. So there are actually medical health benefits can i bring this full circle real quick yeah go ahead so in road trip if anyone remembers oh, it God. it's sean william scott who plays stifler in american pie mm -hmm. they're actually in they're, they're short on money and they're they're all going to give sperm samples like for research to get paid for it and he tells like this sexy nurse that like he can't get off in a place like that and she goes like do you need assistance so it was actually for like a medical reason mm -hmm. but beneficial nonetheless like he apparently in the movie i think he couldn't get it up or something like yeah. that and she was like guess what no need boom yeah two fingers i mean i and the movie like grips the sheets like crazy oh my god yeah so my first experience with like prostate stimulation was i was i was blowing this guy and he couldn't come and so he was like put a finger in my butt right and pretty much instantly he came mm. and so now mm. like if i'm that's your go-to <sighs> it's not my go-to but like if i'm hooking up with a guy and he's like having a problem coming or he's like oh i can't come like i'll start like 
massaging the taint. I'll start applying pressure to the taint and then I'll slowly move my so way down. Him, right? right? So relax him first. And he can feel it and I'll slowly move my way down and I'm like, is this okay? I make sure I have like consent there and then go. I'm like, and then I'll start massaging the asshole and then I'll be like, is it okay if like I put my finger in there and like at that point, like you're massaging something good so he's gonna be feeling nice and good and like if he says yes, absolutely lube up your fucking finger with your spit yeah. And then, like, start to play with it a little and then start to just, like, get it in there. And eventually, like, you're going to have your finger on your prostate. And, and you said, like, the come here motion, The right? come hither motion. Yeah, yeah, like the... Like the finger, mm-hmm. like, using the index or finger. Just like, or just, like, circles forth, yeah. or just, like, going really fast against it. I mean, you have to, like, kind of play around with it to see what your partner likes and, you know, do different things. But ultimately, yeah... Almost every time a guy has let me put a finger in his butt and he couldn't come before, guess what? The male G-spot. Game over. It was like fucking Mount Vesuvius. Everything just exploded. All you girls know, like the way your G-spot gets hit is Mm. different than your best friends, Mm. you know? Like your Mm -hmm. your best girlfriend has a G-spot that gets hit differently and stuff like that. So to your point, the the asking the guy like what what works, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? The circular motion, the the penetration, whatever it is. I mean, a lot of times like you can tell by just like their their body, their body language. So yeah, be very, very, very conscious of like what their body is doing at that time because, you know, you you should be able to tell like what they like the best and like, but also like, you know, him being communicative definitely helps but if he lets you stick a finger in his butt and you're blowing him fucking do it (laughs) yeah because honestly once you do i i I challenge you to bring up maybe uh doing a little bit of what we've been talking about for the last hour or so and see if my man's not down to try some more stuff right you know what i mean it It literally could just be one of those like yo fuck what those two are talking about right and then you have like one brief experience with it you're like maybe i'll listen to that episode again yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and you know i've had a I've had a few breakthroughs with a few men in my day. Have you? Oh yeah. Broken. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm just I'm just out here trying to help everybody's sex life. And I would I would if I was a betting man, I would almost guarantee that the reluctancy on their part was because of that fucking stigma. That goddamn stigma. That damn stigma. Just because you get anally penetrated does not make you gay. It yep. has nothing to do with absolutely your sexuality. Absolutely Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm so- not hammering the, the point home that I'm heterosexual just because uh, for any other reason other than like that is crucially important to, to my presence here. Is right. That as much as I know that I am a straight guy, it was the best orgasm that I've ever had. Right. That's amazing. Well, after this... I'm probably going to go stimulate his prostate. No, Whoa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, guys, that's all we have to talk about today. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can follow me on Instagram at the Slutty Scientist Podcast or on Facebook, the Slutty Scientist Podcast. Know you in Slutty. I also need you all to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And if you do subscribe on Apple Podcast, please leave a review. This is is episode five prostate is the male g-spot and we're done all right science